0: hello gorgeous heroes wow today's episode is so so powerful sam shares her journey of being labeled as clinically barren to becoming a mom of two beautiful children the story is so inspiring it left me with goosebumps and tears in my eyes and i hope you guys just love it as much as i did Sam is absolutely incredible and she has a lot of advice to give you on nutrition so make sure to stay tuned all the way till the end of this episode because at the end of it there is a special offer just for you. Make sure you cash in on it because this is an opportunity that I can guarantee you does not come around every single day. So enjoy it, sit back, relax and just let us know what you think. Please if you are inspired by this in any way, form, possible, please share it on social media. I think it has the power to inspire and change a lot of women's perspectives.
1: Within us all, there resides a hero. We just have to learn how to tap in and unleash the power inside. Kylie Ann Bowers is the founder of Mind Your Hero. And this podcast is the mind foot you need to transform your mindset manifest your desires, and live a life filled with magic. Each episode inspires you to discover your dreams and equips you with the tools and courage you need to transform your life. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks for hitting play. Now, let's begin.
2: Hi, Sam. It's so amazing to have you on the Mind Your Hero podcast. I'm so excited for you to be here. You have been somebody that I have really felt inspired by, especially over the last couple of months, connecting with you. And your story is also just so incredible. I think a lot of our listeners are going
3: to love you. Thank you so much for having me, Kylie. I'm really excited to be on your podcast today. Awesome. So...
2: Before we begin, I would just like to ask you three rapid fire questions. It helps our audience get to know you a little bit better and then we can go from there. So the first question is if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
3: Any superpower. This is a common question in my household. Having two young kids, I would probably have the superpower of flight just because it just makes life a whole lot easier than having to climb into a car and drive somewhere. I'd just fly somewhere. It would be awesome. I'd always be on an Island somewhere.
2: Amazing. And then if you could put something into the school syllabuses that they are not currently teaching, what kind of information do you believe every school kid should have access to?
3: I think it's important for kids nowadays to learn how to be entrepreneurs. Uh, I don't think there is enough uh, emphasis on that. Most kids are still taught an old school way of, of, you know, go to school, get a good education, go to varsity, get a job. But that's not the way the world is going these days. It's important and a vital skill to learn how to be an entrepreneur, how to solve the problem. How do we come up with a solution and how do we implement that in a way that's practical and that's going to help change the world and bring in an income.
2: Amazing. And last question, do you have a favorite quote that you perhaps live by?
3: Um, I have a lot of favorite quotes, but currently the one that's been on the top of my mind at the moment is, um, in, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. And that's just put such a positive spin on everything in life, that if we just remember that, we'll be fine.
2: Amazing. I love that quote. And I often remind myself as well, okay, it's not okay right now. The challenges are just saying that it's not the end yet. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So I think let's go into your story. Tell us who you are, what you're about, what you do, and a little bit more about yourself.
3: Okay, so my name is Sam. I am 38 years old. I am a homeschooling mom to two children that I was told I'd never have because I was, and I'm still considered clinically barren. Uh, my background is wellness and fitness, um, and I, I like to call myself a wellness entrepreneur. So currently, I do nutrition coaching, I do wellness coaching covering the uh, six aspects of wellness that people don't even consider actually fall under wellness. And that was, you know, my background has always been in fitness, but the, going through the whole infertility uh, process really opened my eyes into nutrition and the importance of of it, and all the culmination of the past 20 years of experience has led to me opening my coaching business, practice, whatever you want to call it, and really finding myself in a sweet spot for people who are looking to shift their lives from point A to point B, but it all starts with a good foundation of good nutrition, good healthy habits, and as you know, an important base is a good mindset.
2: Amazing, yes, completely agree with the mindset, there. Eh? So... You obviously have children now because you told us that you're a mom. And can you describe how that whole process went? Because I know we've had this conversation before and it was something that was so interesting to me. As a woman, it's like our prime almost job to have children. And I know it affects us as women when we can't do that really badly. So can you talk
3: us through that journey? So my journey actually started when I was 12 years old. Um, I was late having my cycle start, my period starts, and it was really, really sore and uncomfortable. And I went to a doctor and, um, the doctor said to me, look, you've just got some cysts on your ovaries. You'll be fine. Um, and I remember asking the question, is this going to impact me having children? So even at that young age, I was, I was aware, hang on, wait a second. This is not how it should be. Is this going to impact my future? and his statement was no it'll be fine so for four years i really battled with um, irregular cycles uh, it it was horrendous it would get to the point where i would and this is a lot, very uh, this is a lot of information so you know just bear in mind this is the process that people go through but yeah. i would bleed for 3 weeks and not bleed for a week and then start the cycle all over again where yeah. i would literally be so so drained of blood because my cycles was so heavy or I would have nothing for three months. So it was so irregular. Eventually at the age of 16 I was put onto the contraceptive pill to try and manage it, which was horrific for me because I do not do well with artificial hormones. I picked up weight. I got grumpy. Now bear in mind, I am very tall. So 10 kilos isn't something that um, shows greatly on me. But I know that I was uncomfortable in my in my weight, in my size. I felt sluggish. I didn't feel myself. I was incredibly emotional. I would swing from one side to the other. And this was a lot to deal with at the age of 16. Um, you know, we, we kind of, uh, I was on the pole until I got married at the age of 23. Um, my husband and I decided, okay, we want to start trying to have kids straight away. And after about a year, we were like, something's not right. So I went, I got diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now that is a very, very common diagnosis, but what most people don't understand is PCOS is a blanket statement for a numerous you know, grouping of symptoms that Ghani's and, and that cannot explain. So my symptoms were I had the telltale pearl necklace on my ovaries, my testosterone was also so high I should have been a fat, hairy, bald man. Like I had that much testosterone running through my body. But other than that, I didn't present to the other typical PCOS symptoms. I didn't have insulin problems. I was starting to develop insulin resistance, and that's where the nutrition side came in such a, so importantly. Uh, but I didn't have bad skin. I wasn't grossly overweight. I wasn't losing my hair. And so it was a different case that the doctor had seen. So they put me on um, cycles of Clomid, which is a fertility-enhancing injection. Generally, what happens is you go on a course of Clomid, and you fall pregnant. I had gone on so many courses of Clomid, I was up to four times the normal dosage. If mm-hmm. I had fallen pregnant, it would have been like with quads, it, nothing was working. I went, I went for um, surgery on my ovaries to remove the cysts. Uh, your ovary is supposed to look like a head of cauliflower, lots and lots of little bumps. Mm-hmm. I had so many enlarged follicles that it looked like an egg, completely smooth. Uh, I remember that I went for a procedure and normally they burn four to 10 cysts per ovary and the doctor and two weeks later, I still was in pain and I was battling to recover. He said, I was burning between 40 and 70 cysts of your ovaries. Oh so I had a really extreme case. Nothing was working. And Kylie, when you say like, it's a woman's role, I remember lying on my mom's bed one night. She had given me another injection of Promet, and I was just sobbing because I, I came to the realization that there is a chance that I might not be able to fulfill that role that's required of women that even if you don't want kids, like, you know, that's your job. I might not be able to fulfill that. And so it got to the point where I'd gone for the surgeries. I'd done all the drugs. I had done everything. And my doctor said, Sam, you're clinically barren, don't even try IVF, it's not going to work for you, and it was at that point that I realized the only person that has control over over my future family is me, and I started to research nutrition, and supplementation, and stress management, and Uh, you know, sleep and all those sort of fundamental things that are actually lacking in the modern day diet and a modern day lifestyle. And as I started to adjust that, I could see, all right, hang on, eating this is making me feel better. It's helping to control my moods. My cycles are, are starting to slowly come into sync. And it took about another maybe another six to 12 months of working through that process of doing everything I could on my side to balance my nutrition, to take hold of stress, which if you're honest, like every month, it was an extremely stressful situation, horrendously ex- stressful, but trying to learn how to manage that in the process. And I think the the kind of key pivotal moment was when I actually surrendered to the fact that I may never have kids And I was okay with that because when you make that switch over to acceptance and not trying to fight everything so hard and to try and force your own way. But when you accept that this could potentially be the way that your life goes and you're okay with that, something shifts. I truly believe something shifts and it was in that place where I'd done everything I could for my body. I'd done everything I could for my mind. But when I finally surrendered my, my, my expectations, that's when I fell pregnant with my son. Even through that pregnancy, my, my Ghani, who was amazing, said, Sam, don't hold your breath on this one. I don't think you're going to carry this child full term, which I appreciate his honesty. But at the same time, I was like, awesome. That's great. Thank you for your opinion. I disagree. But every time I'd go for my checkup, he was like, Sam, this this boy is a miracle. He is bigger than he should be. He's stronger than he should be. And even when my son was delivered um, in the operating table, I had to go for a C-section. He was upside down and back to front and the cord was wrapped around him. But as he was delivered, the doctor turned around to the other people in the room and said, this child is a miracle. He should not be here. And I was like, this is amazing. We have our son. This is absolutely incredible. And six months later, I was pregnant with my daughter. I was breastfeeding. So don't ever believe that if you're breastfeeding, it's contraceptive because it's not. But then I was (laughs) pregnant pregnant with my daughter. And once again, I had an incredible process through the pregnancy because my body was also stronger. I knew how to feed it. I knew how to exercise. Um, I was a lot more peaceful. I went through an extremely stressful time during my daughter's pregnancy or my pregnancy with my daughter, but I was still able to, to manage those processes. And I have two incredibly healthy Strong, vibrant, intelligent children, my son is ten, my daughter is nine I'm still considered clinically barren I still have I'm still considered that I have Pcos I still have cysts on my ovaries when I go for my checkups but I'm not defined by that process and I've managed to overcome something that was that could have potentially been a a death sentence over my hopes and my dreams it could have been a like, oh, sorry. This road is closed, and it's never going to open. Uh, I'm a big believer that if that is your dream, if that is your passion, if that's something that you truly believe in, a way will will open. If you do what you have to, a way will open.
2: Wow, I am honestly covered in goosebumps. I I don't even have the words to describe how like inspired I am by the story because. I think a lot of people in today's world are battling to have children and a lot of my followers have even reached out to me saying that it's something that they are having difficulty with and do you believe that there's also societal beliefs that have said to like as women oh if you've got polycystic ovary system you can't have kids and that's just the end of the road and we then give up and I think it's just so beautiful that you were like no I'm not giving up this is my destiny and the fact that you didn't have one miracle baby, you had two, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. It's honestly mind-blowing. And do you believe that was just nutrition? Because um, I know you spoke about mindset, but do you believe that it was mostly nutrition or mostly mindset, how, how do you describe
3: that? The body works holistically and by holistically, I mean, it is a body, it is a mind, it is a soul, it is a spirit. And you cannot focus on one section without focusing on the other. However, nutrition, and I've realized that with my coaching and with my clients, nutrition forms an important foundation. Think of it. If you're hungry, you can't focus on anything. You're tired. You are grumpy. Like, hangry is an actual emotional state in my household. You can't function. You're tired. There's, and as soon as you put food in your body, you have the ability to cope with whatever is happening. So nutrition, I believe, is a foundational system that needs to be in place, the correct nutrition, understanding what your body needs, not looking at dieting trends or fads that are out on the internet for the next two weeks and then blow over. But what does your body fundamentally need? Because when your body is fed, when your brain is getting the nutrients that it needs, it can function as it needs to. It can make rational decisions. It can do those bodily processes. As those bodily processes are taking place, so your creativity can spark because your body is functioning. It's a well-oiled machine that does what it needs to. So then your creativity sparks, your energy levels are up. You, can, you feel better about yourself because you know that you're getting good nutrition. So it, your mindset shifts because you're thinking more positively instead of in this negative sluggish state. So I believe everything works together and one cannot work without the other. But... There has to be a solid foundation of good nutrition taking place. And I believe most people in society today are not getting proper nutrition. We're looking for instant gratification. We're looking for that diet that's going to fit into our busy schedule, or we're just not going to eat, or we're just going to cut this out for this week, or we're going to find something that we think is going to be a quick fix scenario because we are a microwave society. We're looking for that quick fix. But that's not going to sustain you, especially if like your listeners are people who have massive hopes, massive dreams, big visions for themselves. If your tank is running on empty, you are going to burn out before you have a chance to fulfill those dreams.
2: I could not agree more. You said it so beautifully, and that's something that I've been trying to get more into is the mind-body connection because it is it works so hand in hand. And what people don't realize is that your emotions start in your gut. So if your gut health is not healthy, you're starting to get anxiety, you're getting depression. And again, like, and I love I love what you say about detachment. And this is what I want to talk a bit about with anxiety and depression. So many people come to me and they're like, I have anxiety, I have depression, and I'm saying to them. No, you're experiencing anxiety and you're experiencing yes. depression. You don't have it. You're not defined by it. And that's what you yeah. brought up earlier. And it was that whole thing of, you know, I'm not defined by my situation, which is, yeah. So everything is, it's just working all inclusively. And um, I've done a lot of research recently and especially looking into meta health and all of that stuff. And in children's brains as well, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but they say now that we are not feeding children the right things to grow their neural pathways, and if your neural pathways are not forming correctly, that's when they're getting diagnosed with more ADD and ADHD, and it's because a thought can't process, because it's got no neural pathway to travel in, and that thought gets lost, and then they're considered as ADD, but it's just, again, going back to a good foundation of nutrition, which is what you're saying. Everything forms part of this foundation of nutrition and you have to look at everything holistically. So
3: what are your views on that? (laughs) I'm a big believer in that. You know, if you think about a typical modern day family, okay, mom and dad both work. Kids are in daycare or they go to school, they go to aftercare until five, six o'clock at night. So they normally get money for tuck, um, and then they get fed at after school and then mom comes home, primarily mom, because mom is still the, the, the food provider in the household. And it's generally, okay, well, let's either grab takeaways or let's get a quick, easy meal from your nearest store that you can just pop into the oven and heat up or heat up in the microwave. And then it's a quick meal and into bed. But what we're not looking at is, okay, so what did the child have for breakfast? Generally, it's a sugared cereal. It, there's nothing of substance to it. It's milk, it's, and I'm speaking from experience because this was my breakfast growing up. It was milk, mm-hmm. sugar, and Rice Krispies. Where is the nutritional basis for that? Then they go to school, they have tuck. What do we get? We're not taking like, hey, let me think about my health. It's like the biggest Chelsea bun with the most icing possible on top of it. Suckers, chips, there's no nutritional value. At aftercare, it's generally sugar-laden laden, uh syrup cool drinks to drink and maybe a white bread sandwich which, or maybe even a brown bread sandwich which we think is okay but what we don't realize is that there are so many added ingredients into food fortified this if you look at any listing of ingredients if you have more than five ingredients or ingredients that have, have so many syllables that you can't pronounce them and they have numbers in them like e247 That is not nutritional food. It is a food like substance. And there is nothing that the child or even an adult can take from that to actually feed their body what they need. I'm a big believer in families go back to cooking food fresh salads, fresh vegetables, single ingredient meals. Because by doing that, by cutting out processed foods, by cutting out additional sugars, by cutting out those things, or even drastically reducing them, you're giving your body, both yours and your child's, a better opportunity to grow and develop the way it should. Most kids with ADD, ADHD actually need additional omega-3 to help with that brain functioning but they're not getting it any supplementation that they're getting from the store is not pure enough and you know how do you know if it's not pure is if you're getting a fishy burp after you take an omega-3 it is not a pure substance so what are you putting in your body yes it can be difficult and it can be time consuming in the beginning but the more you develop a healthy habit of feeding yourself and your children or your future children Nutritionally dense foods, then their health pays off in the long run. You spend less on your medical aid, less time at doctors, less time in hospitals, because you 're giving the body what it needs. The body is an incredible machine that knows what to do if you give it the right tools, but we 're not, and so it 's running on
2: empty that 's amazing, and I love how you say that the body is such an incredible tool and learning everything that i've learned recently especially about the subconscious mind the subconscious mind actually has a blueprint inside of it for perfect health and if you learn how to tap into that you can heal your body but then if you're giving yourself the right environment which is feeding ourselves correctly drinking enough water sleep sleep is so important if we're giving ourselves the right environment that subconscious can actually then do its job so again This whole beautiful process of working holistically. I
3: love it. So and just sorry, Kali, just to jump in there, to give you an example, when we have PMS, we normally crave chocolate. Oh yes. Now (laughs) chocolate, chocolate is a great source of calcium and magnesium, which is what the body actually needs. So your body is telling you what it needs, but we think it equates to chocolate. Meanwhile, it needs calcium and magnesium to help with the processes that's the blueprint in the body it tells you you need this you need that but we don't recognize it we think okay i need chocolate i need a glass of wine i need something actually there is something in the body or in those elements that the body needs so that's how inbuilt it is in your body yes carry on
2: yes that is amazing and that's where intuitive eating comes from is because our bodies already know i mean I, just to quickly go on a sidetrack here, but I developed a nut allergy at a young age, um, and it's a very weird nut allergy. I'm allergic to the husks around nuts, so it's the brown parts, so that's the skin of the nuts. The actual nuts are fine. Okay. But if I look at a pecan pie, I don't even want to touch it. I don't want to be around it because I know it's not good for me. So it's yes. amazing how your body automatically knows, and that's what I teach is how to tap into yourself and understand that because a lot of people don't know how to feel themselves they don't know what's going on inside and that goes for your thoughts your energy your feelings emotions and then more so what to eat so Mm -hmm. on what to eat i know you've mentioned giving up sugars and eating single ingredients and looking at labels but what are some simple things that our listeners can do from today from this very moment that will help them just start this journey of living a healthier
3: lifestyle Okay, so first of all and most importantly is you need to eat and you need to eat regularly. The trends are no, you need to not eat for however many hours and that all works for a time being. And you're going to have 98.5% of the population who cannot live like that and one5 and who can live sustainably like that. But don't force yourself into an eating program that's not working for you listen to your body and figure out what it is. The way I coach my clients is really, really simple. You want to eat a protein, a fat and a carbohydrate every three hours. And it can be something like a breakfast of oats with protein powder, um, a little bit of coconut oil, and then have a snack three hours later of some bultong with some fats on it. Fat is good. You want to make sure you have the right fats and an apple. Then for lunchtime, have some chicken salad with a little bit of feta, for example. Have a protein-based shake with a banana and peanut butter in the afternoon. And then for dinner, you can have fish or you can have a piece of steak with some potato and some, uh, some salad. And that you're going to eat every three hours. And because it's balancing your blood sugar levels, it's going to balance your hormones. It helps your body to regulate mood, regulate sleep, help to release itself from fat. It's the way your body was designed to eat. If you think back to a baby, breastfeeding, every three hours, breast milk is a perfect balance of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. You know, there's always people who fight with me. Oh, but what about intermittent fasting? What about banting What about keto? What about this? What about that? As I said, you have to find the program and the eating style that works for you. But for 98.5% of the population, regular protein, fats and carbohydrates are important. At the same time, you want to make sure that you're eating enough of it, the right portions. You don't want to overeat on it and you don't want to undereat on it. This this idea of eating between 1500 and 2000 calories is ridiculous your body needs more than that to function, especially if you're wanting to be healthy. So you want to make sure you're eating the right portions, you're eating regularly, and please eat foods that you enjoy. You know, if you're watching a, a fitness influencer on Instagram and all they eat is fish and asparagus and rice, and you hate fish, you're allergic to asparagus, and the thought of rice makes you want to curl up and die, don't eat it because you're going to be miserable. Find food that you enjoy. I'm a big believer. If you enjoy a glass of wine, have it in moderation, understanding the impact it's going to have in your body, understand the impact of of your hormonal system and your blood sugar system. And if you understand that and you want it and you enjoy it, go for it. Life Mm -hmm. is too short to deprive ourselves of things that we enjoy. It's just make sure that you understand the impact it's having on your body. And then move forward amazing so i'm sure by now a lot of our listeners are
2: probably wanting to know where they can find you what your coaching entails, and I know in the beginning you said that you teach the six aspects of wellness. Um, so could you maybe just, obviously not in depth, just briefly tell us what those six aspects are without giving away too much, and then let our listeners know how they can find you, where they can find you, and how they can get in contact with you if they wanted to even have a consult with you, and all of that
3: awesome okay so the aspects of wellness that i cover is firstly physical we look at exercise we look at nutrition we look at mental wellness understanding our thought patterns and how that all impacts everything that we do we have a look at emotions are there emotions tied to our food? What are we hiding when we eat? Why do we find we have to comfort ourselves in macaroni and cheese, which for some reason is everybody's comfort food. But what are the emotional attachments to that and how do we process it? We also look at your, your, um, your environmental wellness, things like your business, and how are things going in terms of that you're understanding money and, and while I don't focus specifically on that, if you're unhappy in your job, if you have an unhappy relationship with money, it's going to impact other levels of, of wellness, which is where stress and that comes into looking at your relational wellness. Okay. So how's your relationship with your mom, your cousin, your boss, all of those things, because every single one of those um, uh, has a knock on domino effect on your overall wellness and if one is triggering stress which is triggering emotional eating which is triggering weight gain we kind of track it back so that you can have an understanding of what your trigger is and then if you wish to go deeper into that you know all right hang on wait a second my uncle's dog bit me and now i have this like emotional disconnect from the family whatever the case may be you know that that's an area for you to delve into with a coach who can help you in those processes.
2: Amazing, I love how you get to the root
3: cause. Everything has a root cause. I'm a big believer in dealing with the root cause and not the symptoms. Same when it came to my PCOS and my infertility. What is the root cause? How do we address that? And then the symptoms disappear. So, if you're looking for me, I am on Instagram. I am Sam Pierce. Pierce is spelled P E A R S E. It's very different. I spell it out all the time. Instagram, I am Sam Pierce. I am on Facebook as Samantha Pierce, or my coaching page is Coach Samantha Pierce. You're more than welcome to pop me an email or visit my website, which is samanthapierce.com. There you can find out information about my coaching. You can drop me an email. And I'd love to hear from you, especially if this podcast has sparked something in you or has made you ask a couple of questions. That's what it's about. It's about asking the right questions to make sure that you're uncovering the things that are keeping you back from being the, the most significant, most incredible version of yourself.
2: I could not agree with that more. I am constantly telling my listeners to ask better questions because that's when you get the better answers. And when we're trying to figure out a frustration, we just need to ask ourselves, well, why are we frustrated and get to the root cause? And we do that by Absolutely. asking ourselves better questions. So yes, I do not agree with that more. What I will do is I'll link up all that information in our show notes so that if people want to email you or check out your website, they're more than welcome to do that. And then Perfect. do you have any special offers that you are willing to offer our guests? Um, well, our speaker uh, listeners.
3: Um, Yeah. Absolutely. So if you get hold of me either on social media or via my website and you use the phrase, mind your hero, I will give you a free discovery call consultation. I sit down, I go through your health with you, looking at where you could be falling down, what could be happening. And I chat you through those processes. If you're wanting to continue coaching with me, I'm happy to apply a discount to that. Um, I'm a big believer in you got to you've got to start off somewhere and then make that shift in that direction. So because you are a Mind Your Hero podcast listener, just pop it into either the subject line or whatever it is. Mention that you heard me on this podcast. I'll give you a free discovery call and I'll discount your coaching.
2: Wow, that is incredible. And I think it's a no-brainer. Anybody that's even considering working with you should definitely follow through with that and have that consult because it's so Uh, The value that I know that people will get from you in that clarity call will be invaluable. So thank you so, so much. I know I don't just speak on behalf of myself, but I speak on behalf of my listeners as well, Um, especially because I know there are a lot of ladies that have reached out to me that have spoken about battling with pregnancy and all of that. So thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to comment on, have a question about, would like to mention before we wrap this up?
3: I think for everybody who's listening to this podcast, so often we tell ourselves, I'm not worthy enough to lose weight. I'm not worthy enough to look after myself. I'm not worthy enough to take care of myself. But you are. You have been put on this earth for a specific role. And Marian Williamson has the most incredible quote. And it's, in paraphrase it, is who are you to not shine your light? Because the light that you have to shine will impact those around you, whether, whether you believe that it will or not. Uh, when I was in the deepest, darkest part of my infertility journey, I didn't see hope. I didn't see a light. I didn't see how this could impact a life. But the journey that you are on currently, in whatever sphere it is, or the journey you want to embark on, will impact the lives of people around you in ways that you will not even begin to fathom. So shine, baby, shine. Just reach out, make that shift in your life. And I promise you, you'll look back and you'll be so thankful for the journey that you've been on.
2: Oh, that is amazing and such a powerful way to end this podcast. Sam, thank you so much for all the value that you've brought. There are so many golden nuggets in here that I know people will like if they just listen carefully, they will be able to make that shift already and start making that shift. So thank you so much for being so generous with the information that you've shared today. I've really loved this podcast and I know this is probably not the last one we'll do together um, (laughs) because we've got some exciting things going forward that we'll be working on together. So I'm so excited to be on this journey with you and thank you again so
3: much. I really appreciate it. Kylie, I thank you for having me on your podcast and I thank you listeners for listening to me for the past half an hour. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Hero podcast. We hope it's lit a fire within you to go after and achieve your dreams. If you loved this episode, we'd be honored if you would leave a review and share it with your friends on social media. As a thank you for sharing in our dream to inspire millions across the globe, we'll gift you a guided meditation that will allow you to step into the power of your inner hero faster than you could ever imagine. For daily inspiration, be sure you're following us on all social media platforms at MindYourHero. We've absolutely adored our time together on this episode and look forward to you tuning in again. Until next time, we wish you a magic-filled week.